Hello and welcome to the Debrief Podcast, the new jingle on Debrief FM with me, Stevie Martin. And me, Desert Goats. This episode is all about how to jack it all in and leave your life behind and go to another country. I'm out of here. Where am I going? Something that Tessa's very into. It's also something that I think we all kind of fantasise about and there's a lot of regret surrounding it. But before we do, Tessa. Yes, Stevie. What adult thing have you done this week? Adulting with me. Today, not today, but very recently, and I feel the effect of it constantly, I bought some winter boots. I am so bad at winter. I've been telling Tessa to buy some boots since 2013. And I've always been like, no, shut up. No reason. (laughs) I'm too cold to buy any boots. Once my... um, my housemate's boyfriend came home and said I look like the pigeon lady from Mary Poppins and I took it very badly but he was extremely accurate that's exactly how I looked just like a mad mad woman she also had a really lovely winter coat that she couldn't wear because it was her winter coat for a special occasion (laughs) and so she never wore it in winter and then once wore it on the one day that summer arrived I'm really bad at the seasons and this year I was like, why am I so cold? Oh, is it because I'm wearing these canvas plimsolls? Yes. And then I walked into Timberland. Other boots also available, but these ones were very good. Walked in, said, I'd like these, please. And I bought myself some sheepskin lined, waterproof, winter boots. They're amazing. You'll have them for the rest of your and life. I will have them for the rest of my life. And were they outrageously expensive? Yes. Have I already had my money's worth? Not yet. But I will have... And in I 10 feel, years. In 10 years' time, they'll pay themselves off. No, I have, honestly, I've had my money's worth just walking along every day with my feet warm and dry. They were £120. Oh, it's, it's quite a lot, isn't it? It's so much money. <sighs> People who go, it's really important to have like a statement coat. Like, no, F off, it's not. You need boots to walk around. Thank a you. new shoe. Great adult. So I just took the plunge time. and I bought a grown-up shoe and I feel absolutely great about it. That's really, really great. Thank you so much. Mine, what was your big adult? Mine is so boring. We're not going to talk about it too much. Okay, so every year, I'm a freelancer and every year, um, the thought of my tax bill just made... I've gone hot now and I've already paid it. It's, it makes me feel sick. So just every time I get paid, I put 20% of it into another bank account. Wow, way to go. Yeah. So dull. So dull, but not dull when I'm not crying in July or whenever the next tax thing turns out the opposite of crying is dull. Who knew? And it just takes you a while to realise, like, which do I I like least? Crying or Or being boring? Or being boring. So you're staving off the crying by by your tiny boring bursts. Like putting 20% of your money away. Right, let's get into this episode. Let's plunge on in. Something that... Put your goggles on. I'd say I don't have any regrets in my life, Tessa. I'd say I'm a very regret-free woman. I think that's what, how people would describe me. I know somebody with a tattoo that says no regrets on their foot. And she said without like any irony, that's my biggest regret. <laughs> Amazing. I don't have any tattoos... But I do have a regret. Please. My one regret, really, is that when I was in my early 20s, um, I'm coming at you from the other side of 25, guys. I didn't... 25 to 30 bracket. um, Which means I can impart all my wisdom on you guys. Because you'd be in Louis' house in the X Factor. I don't know what that means. Okay. Oh, don't say that. Yeah, the over 25s. come on. That's right. This is... Anyway, my biggest regret is that 
there were points in my past life where I could have basically moved abroad and done any job. It could have been like working behind a bar. It could have been a lifeguard. It could have been like, I'm talking like not career move, just like a job, any job, just to experience what that would be like. And I was always too frightened. Whenever I thought about doing it, I would immediately like sign up to to the next academic stage. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, an MA. I'll just do an MA and spend all my money on that. Or like, oh, I'll I'll get a job here and I'll tie myself into a house so I won't even think about doing that. But I tie myself into a house. I did not mean I bought a house. I mean, I rented a very awful flat. But yeah, I've always been frightened of it. And I have so much respect for people who do it. I want to learn how. Where would you have gone? I would have gone anywhere. Malaga would have done. Just somewhere that wasn't here. Malaga <laughs> would have done. It would have done. Yeah, all right. Somewhere not I here. That would have been amazing. Because then I can look, because then I could have looked back and gone, yeah, I had that crazy time when I just like went away and did some stuff. Or, And I think um, a lot of people, when they're going through the rush hour or their commute, if they're not in a city, just fantasize about just stopping it. And restarting somewhere else. If you don't like your job, that's the hardest thing to do. Because you're not only quitting your job, you're quitting your job and going somewhere else. Mm. But people do do it. Tom, have you ever lived in another city? Uh, I lived in New Zealand for two years. Whoa, what did you do there? I worked in radio. Oh, wow. Great. Were you working in London before? No, I came out of university and I couldn't get into radio for love nor money. So I thought I'll go to New Zealand and work out there and it worked. Oh, that's, That's such That's a it. great shout. Well done. Were you scared? No, no, I wasn't. No, I suppose I was, you didn't I, have anything to lose because no. you didn't have a job to lose. I, yeah, I, d- I wasn't going... And it wasn't I, working here. I, I had no job to go to. It was just a case of me. And for the first couple of months, I offered my services for free. And off the back of that, got jobs. That's oh, a, go re- a really good way of doing that, actually. If you're finding the, the job hunt difficult here... Go somewhere else and try it. Yeah, absolutely. If it's like a flooded, a flooded plane, yeah, go somewhere drier. You can shoot up the ladder quicker. Yeah, and absolutely. You can... And it's hot, guys. Crucially, it's hot. One thing that I spoke to quite a few people who have done this, well and done, one thing that kept coming up with all of them was the balance between ripping the band-aid off and quitting and the sheer amount of admin that is involved mm-hmm. in going to do something like that. So I think a lot of people just think it's as easy as getting on the first flight out of there and, and actually, and if you're the sort of person who gets to that stage who can literally go, I'm just going to fly out to Malaga now, that's great. But there's going to be a lot of paperwork, a lot of tax situations, a lot of listening to the student loans company hold music while they freak out about where you are and what that means for them. And I think all that stuff is very, very boring. But once you've quit one of the top tips is to go through and look at everything and contact HMRC, look at uh, what that specific country requires. Because I think um, my friend Natal, who we'll be hearing from a little bit later, there's this like number that you have to get in order to get a flat, but you can only get that number if you have a flat. Each place is slightly different. There are loads and loads of websites that are basically there to help you. There is the Currency Fair blog. There's Just Landed, Internations, Move Abroad Now, International Living. And uh, they all have really, really helpful tips, um, city-based tips as well, like so specific countries to know what you'll need to do to live and work there. For example, everyone wants to just 
go and move and work in America, but it's pretty much impossible at the moment. There are like very helpful guides as well to help you with visas and getting a flat and also what the health deal is over there and there's so much stuff. I think that's always something you forget. Everybody just thinks they're like Jenny in Forrest Gump and they're just going to pack up their bags and put on their floppy hat and be out of there. A floppy hat is not enough. Floppy hat's not enough anymore, everyone. you got to get a visa. I think when you were saying about healthcare, I was like, that hadn't even crossed my mind. Oh, God. I just thought the NHS was everywhere. It may not even be here soon. Oh, biting political satire. Thank you. So, yes, as I said, we spoke to some people who've done it. Um, The first we're going to hear from is... Gina, she's certainly my sister, but she about she's two, not not related. She's not not my blood relative. She had a career in advertising, and two years ago decided to quit because she just didn't really like advertising in anymore. And she went and worked for what I can gather is about fifty p a day on these boats in Greece. Then went to Australia. Um, she did that for like a year and a half. And then she's decided to pop back and I spoke to her about how she managed to leave. When you've decided to pack it all in, the hardest thing to do is quit your job. It's so hard to start that process and to quit so you can go travelling. So my advice, even though it sounds like the opposite of what I should be saying, is just not even think about it. Just walk in and do it. If you made the decision and you've got the money, all that's left is for you to quit. And there's always a million reasons why you shouldn't quit your job and everyone will tell you, why you shouldn't quit your job and go travelling. So what you've got to do is you've just got to rip it off like a band-aid, just walk in, quit your job, and then as soon as you've done it, I can't tell you the relief. It's so difficult to do it, but the second you've done it, it's amazing. So it's very much about that ripping the band-aid off and just doing it. Yes, she's incredibly brave. And I think that's the hard part. I think we all want to do this, but actually doing it is a lot trickier. Yes, and I bet it's one of those things as with everything, that once you're there, you sort of forget how hard the process was to to get there. Like childbirth. Exactly. I was going to say childbirth, and I wasn't totally sure that the mothers among the listeners would be like, shut your mouth. <laughs> it's very true. Shut your mouth. I've just heard Do so much. Do not compare getting a visa <laughs> to, childbirth. <laughs> to childbirth. But I think it, it's like that, that you, you sort of be like, oh yeah, I forgot how the level of tedium and work that it took to get here. Mm. Was just, but... Um, but worth it ultimately for getting that. And I'm sure it'll feel like absolutely dragging yourself through a soup. Yeah. Also, it might be good as well to get someone who's, or to find someone through social media who's been there before, who can help you, who has any advice, because I think everywhere is so different that you really need to get specific advice from someone who's already done it. Yeah, that might and be helpful. definitely they'll be up for talking to you because if you've ever been contacted about something very specific... You're like, oh, I've got loads of things to say. Yeah, and of everyone. course, you always think like, where were the, where was the help when at the time? Like, why wasn't this more obvious? And then when you've done it, you're like, oh, it's so obvious. Of course, I know how to do it. Yeah, but there just isn't those things in place. Be like, oh, it's this, it's this, it's this. These are the places you need to go. Yeah, these are the websites. Yeah, and you can't sit around waiting for it to happen. It's not going to happen until you make it happen. And I think it's one of those things. If like, if you feel your heart has started beating for that, and especially if it's something you've sort of started saying at parties. If you get drunk and you keep saying that you're going to do it... If you keep standing at the buffet table and going, yeah, it's probably going to go go to America or something, then you have to leave, I'm afraid. Yeah, <laughs> because, because two years of that, you're not going to have any friends left. <laughs> just go. Yeah, Please, if, if, just it's go. The, if it's the thing that comes out... Your drunk self is not a helpful girl, but she probably says things that are high up in your thoughts. 
Yeah. Or very concealed, but burning. Yes. Don't take them verbatim, but like listen to the things that come out then. Yeah. You know, if you always come back to this idea of like, I'm I'm going to leave London soon. If that is something that you have started saying, then listen to that and start going otherwise in a couple of years you are going to be someone who's like I should have should have gone you're going to be me basically complaining a bitter twisted old oak tree to Stevie's credit she's not an oak I'm I not be- an oak I'm, I'm be- a sycamore yeah of course you are babe do you think yeah thanks at least I'm a willow I wouldn't mind being a willow I think they're quite like wet oh no do you yeah. I always think they're quite I would have said I was a willow I've rethi- I'm rethinking it now what do you think I am oh I'd say you're a chestnut thank you yeah. yes um, anyway, <laughs> if you have started saying those things, do not be somebody who becomes... Stevie, to her credit, is not a bitter old tree. She, she does not complain about it. Cute. But you're welcome. Don't become one of those people who... Because then people younger than you or people, your other friends will just up sticks and leave. And then you'll start saying... For example, my really, really good friend, to her enormous credit, has just handed in her notice and taken a job in Hong Kong. And she didn't really tell anyone she was doing it. She didn't. It's the coolest. The coolest. She just like... I actually got a WhatsApp with a photo of her Hong Kong visa. That was the first time I'd heard about it. Mm. Yes, and she's just off. But the response from our other friends who, especially boys, I'm so sorry, because I don't want to go to Hong Kong, I'm just genuinely thrilled for her. But for people who do want to leave or do wish they'd done that, you can just see the, like, it eating them. Yeah. And being like, they can't be happy. They can't, like, really phrase it But properly. sometimes you don't realise you want to do something until, until someone else does it. So and you, then you're like, oh, no. If you have had a friend say that, tell them you're going, and you have felt this, like, new sensation. <laughs> yeah. That is you. That's you. That's Not your, a good one as those well. Are your, those are your wings itching to unfurl, and that's the sign that you're going to need to... Turn into a plane and fly out there. Or a lovely bird. A lovely bird, yeah. I also think as well that it's worth... It may just be that you want to leave your job. There's always that. Yes. You kind of want to do everything. <laughs> if you just, just listen to this podcast and you're like, well, they said to unfurl my wings and now now <laughs> I live in Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> but it's not our fault. Maybe you just needed to leave your job. Yeah. So it might be worth making a small... I mean, leaving your job is not a small change, but it might be worth making a change, seeing how you feel. And if that is still, if you're still like, no, it's the place I'm in, I need to get away. It's like a twofold tactic. But then again, there's something really great about just doing it. Yeah, and that's the whole point. Also, we get, uh, we're so obsessed with like, but what if like, you, what will you do there? Be like, yes. it's a year. It's a year or, or two years or three years or That's five years. Yeah. You know, S- it's set not... yourself a time thing. Be like, well, if I don't like it and after a home. year, I'll just come home. Yeah, exactly. And nothing will really have changed. No, you know, your friends will not have moved on that much. You know, you will not have missed anything. Whereas you'll have had the most incredible year. Mm. Um, to w- and even if it doesn't work and you don't have the most incredible year, you can look back and say, I tried that. No, it wasn't incredible, but I wouldn't have known that had I not tried. Absolutely, that, and that is so important that you, that you. I'm going to use an expression I don't like, which is scratched an itch. But that it's what's the I quite v- like it. Mm, I love it when you get an itch and you're like. But, okay, I don't like it as an expression, but I really understand what it means, which is like it was there, and it, it comes to a point where you just have to. Yeah. So there are some things that will just be sat. Some things on your shelf, like oh, maybe one day I'll take up. Um, 
This is my imaginary shelf. Stevie's looking at it to see if she can help me, but it's not. She's just a, pointing a wall. It's an imaginary shelf, on. and there are just some things on it that you fan- maybe you'll do in your life, mm. and then increasingly, some of them will just start like shaking and being like, "I have to get off this smoking. shelf," and burning and smoking, and then you have to take them off the shelf. Some no. of them will just sit there for ages, being like, "I don't mind if you take up fly fishing or not. I'm here. You can do me anytime you fancy." But some of them will start being like, "It's time now." There's a real tension between, "I'm just gonna do it," and. Uh, I I'm, don't have any money because I think a lot of this stuff is, feels like oh, it's, cool, it's the reserve of just really rich people who are like, yeah, I think I'm just going to go and work here. And you're like, no, actually, it's not only rich people that do this. Like, all the people I know have been quite financially savvy about it, have kind of scratched that itch, but saved up for a couple of months and then gone. And I think that's important. I'm going to throw a friend of mine under the bus because he won't be listening. Um, he and his girlfriend um, have a travel blog and they travel the world and once they wrote a blog telling everyone how to do it and tip number one was get a property manager for all your properties. That is <laughs> like it was the most entitled thing I'd ever seen or, her, or read. Being like, that's lovely for them well, but that's for not them. helpful for that's anyone. That's not a tip. Oh, how can we just travel the world? Oh I see. Now I know why. You sell, you sell one house and then you, you can do it. That's what stopped me because I saw a lot of my friends doing it and things like gap years and things like that I never really did because where I grew up, it wasn't a thing that anyone did because I wasn't really, I'm not very posh. And then I went to a uni where everyone had done a gap year and was like, oh, why did no one tell me I could do, I could go, I could have gone and worked. I didn't even know that. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And I think... As it continued, I kept that mentality of, well, that's just for very rich people and I'm not rich, so I can't do it. But the concept of you can work anywhere. And if you go if you go abroad and you don't have a particular career job, you're not transferring within the company that, that you work at, which is always an option for some people, and that's brilliant. You could just get like a nothingy job, which is way more exciting because you're in another country doing it, you then immediately get friends automatically. So say if you've just got like a bar job somewhere, I don't know, in Denmark, and while you're freelancing, while you're trying to find a job, then you've got like a whole network of people now who can help you find a job. You've also got friends. Um, you've got, you're also getting out of the house, which is very important. And you're earning money being there. And I think people just kind of imagine that when people move to another country it's just like traveling and it's not i mean i don't know if i've been traveling a huge thing they're like there's always a bar at the end of the road like yeah there's always a cafe you'll always find somewhere to work you can temp somewhere you can be a receptionist uh, on on the desk of an office there's so many like jobs like that that i'm sure you'll be able to find that will just help you to stay there while you find the thing you want to do or you'll just find out you absolutely love working in that cafe yes maybe the thing is just being in the place yeah i think it is it doesn't have to be like and now i'm doing some big career fulfilling thing just like this the magic of being like i work in this bar and that's enough like look where I am like look what I'm doing a friend of mine did say a really nice thing Erica who uh, hi Erica Erica's excellent she went to Mexico because she was really fed up and she wanted to basically I think the way she put it was give finding myself a go Um, she well it wasn't traveling she was getting she was going to be working there and stuff just getting like little jobs here and there but she did say something that I thought was interesting which was the biggest mistake you can make is to think you'll change you're still you but now you're watching house alone in bed in mexico <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's something that 
we think about when we're like, I'm just going to go to Bali. You're like, I'll still be Stevie in Bali. Like, I'm not going to be like suddenly this new person. Mm. So um, that's something to keep in mind that reality is still there wherever you go. You yes, have, you it's have not to this still, immediate transformative experience. Yeah, you have to still earn some money. You have to still have friends. You have to still, you know, ch- chug on with your life. I don't think chug on is a phrase but even if you are just at home watching house maybe you've got the subtitles on like at the very least being in another country you have learned like some of the language like even if this like going to another country thing is a total disaster (laughs) you have been lived in another culture you have like opened your mind to a whole different way of living yeah these are like the very worst case scenarios you might eat some nice food you wouldn't have eaten back home. Very worst case scenario if that's the best thing then you've not had a good time. No, but... No, exactly, like, even at the worst thing, like, if you can imagine doing this thing and the worst things are still pretty fantastic, that you lived in a new place and learnt a new language and met new mm. people and saw another way of living and had a whole different experience that loads of people you know don't have, then that's still pretty incredible. Yeah, definitely. Even if you come home and be like, it wasn't for me. I watched three series of House by myself. But I bet she learnt some Spanish. Yeah, I think she did, actually. So... We now, had to re-record that because Stevie burped. Brilliant. Now we're going to go... <laughs> I did. Okay, I did. Now we're going to go to the halfway point, which is the money hack from our lovely sponsors, the FSCS, the people who protect your money in your banks and building societies for free. For free! And this one I really like. It's very relevant to what we're talking about. So booking holidays, no matter where you are in, in your life, sometimes you do need to get away, but also come back after a <laughs> short period of time. <laughs> um, if you're not really at the stage where you're um, leaving for two years and you just want to go for a week somewhere, three days is some genuinely excellent tips on the FSES site. So one of them is, did you know that the most expensive day... To fly is Friday. I didn't know that. Yes, it's always Friday because of the increased demand. So always try and go not on a Friday. And you always need to delete your browser history when it comes to booking flights because prices can increase based on the number of times you've gone to a particular website to recheck fares. Shut up. Because they're playing with your mind. Um, so it goes up more if you return to that site. Yeah. Why? Because you're somebody that books a lot of holidays. So you can pay more. You've got disposable income. Isn't that clever? Wow. Um, The cheapest days to fly are Tuesdays. I mean, this is useful if you are just leaving for two years. Just got to get some cheap flights out there. And the time... You need all the help you can get. Leave on a Tuesday. Leave on a Tuesday, not a Friday. And your time of flight also um, impacts the cost as well. Morning flights tend to be more expensive. So those who can travel between 6pm and midnight... We'll save. Is that right? Yeah. I'd have thought that was the most popular time, the most expensive time, because that's like the evening. Yeah, but people are commuting. What? All the the business flights are in the morning, and if you're going on holiday, you want to get as much time on holiday as possible, so I always try and book in the morning. To me, going in the night is like going the night before. Oh, see, no, I always see it as I've lost a day. We, um... Book, try and book really early morning because then you arrive, have a bit of a nap, wake up, it's 11 a.m. You've got the whole day. Gosh. The facts are there, Tessa. That's a lot to take in, isn't it? It's a lot to take in. There are so many. Six to midnight on a Tuesday, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Six to midnight on a Tuesday. See you at the airport. (laughs) So that incredibly useful so useful so useful hack was brought to you by the FSCS the people who protect your money for free from £1 to £85,000 in UK banks and building societies check out the website for more hacks like that and to check that your money is protected search FSCS protected thank you FSCS that was excellent 
And now uh, we're going to listen to another tip for getting away, which is from my aforementioned friend, Natal, who went to Copenhagen about four months ago. And her advice is to do with friends. Decided to come out here with my boyfriend. He's working remotely uh, for an English company. I'm looking for a job out here. In terms of the friends, I'd say put loads of feelers out before you go. I, I've been really pleasantly surprised with people putting me in touch through like social media, basically. Like friends of friends have messaged me through Facebook and and that leads on to the next point of like social media being such a good source for that kind of thing. I've unashamedly Facebook messaged quite a few people that I know through ha- them having written articles or something that they're living out here that and I've just like got in touch with them so basically do as much research as you can before you come out in terms of who you might be able to make some kind of contact with there's an amazing website called meetup.com and it's it's basically a place where you can put in your interests so let's say films and photography um, and and it's it covers pretty much the whole world there you'll find a meetup for that interest Eventbrite, the the kind of event space website, also has a worldwide kind of presence. So type in the city you're in or country you're in and see what's going on there. It's a really good way of kind of getting in touch with people and meeting people at events. So yeah, that's my tip number one. Try and make contact with people before you even get to where you're going. Um, it'll just make you feel that much easier before you get there. So not the sitcom Friends, making friends and social media. That was a real twist because I thought it was going to be the sitcom Friends. Yeah, just go out and watch Friends, guys. It'll just make everything so much easier. No, I think that's really, really nice. I think social media, when you're away, is there's almost no way to feel alone because you can... (laughs) You can. There's so many people that you can me- like message, and, and everyone's very up for like putting you in touch with their mate who also lives there, or their friend, mm. or their their cousin, which feels weird. But actually, that's happened to me a couple of times, and it's actually okay. It's like a friend date. It's weird for like five minutes, and then you're like, we're both out here by ourselves. Yes, I think that's the thing is that everyone's out there. Yeah, you know, people have signed up to the same idea, mm. and I think people when you put on if you say you're going away and put on facebook and the amount of people who want to tell you a good cafe a good, a good restaurant cafe or their friend going, or boris like, who oh boris the is there yeah <laughs> boris you should meet tag in boris yeah tag boris boris, boris is a winky face and boris is immediately boris, abort, <laughs> abort, abort. Boris. he's on a winky face that's weird <laughs> and then you're like oh my only friend's boris and he's got an ill use of emojis <sighs> um yeah either way now you've got boris yeah and just try Boris on for size. For goodness sake, try Boris on. Mm. You know, go for one drink with Boris, see how it goes. And chance that there are other, we're going to use the word expats here. If there are other people there in the community, people are going to be keen to hang out with. Yeah. Keen Everyone's to hang out working. with you. Definitely. That is the fear, isn't it, when you go over there, that you actually won't know anyone and you'll be really lonely and you'll be like, oh. and that's the thing that will make you feel like it was a bad decision. Mm. Not the job, not the culture. Those not- moments of like, oh, who am I? Yeah, who am I now? My maybe my tip for that would be not a tip, more of an idea I've just had would be go and like find the youth hostel, like the local people traveling bit. Oh yeah, not for sort of permanent friends because they're on the move, but like just for if it's all got a bit much that evening, like go and sit in the bar of the youth hostel because like there's the most lovely thing about traveling is that people immediately will spot the outsider. And go and have a chat. And people want to chat on buses. People want to chat everywhere. People can immediately spot you as a, a tourist or a... And everybody wants to talk. And people will have something to share and to pass and to... Or they'll at least be able to, like... You can all go out for a 
one night before they all go away again and then you could meet people when you're all out on that night out. Like exactly. Show you the city. Yeah, and, and those sort of evenings are so sort of temporary and fleeting because everyone's like, we love each other but we got to go on the bus tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but you'll have a nice time and they'll, people will say, oh, this is a great place or that's a great place or and you sort of pass some knowledge across and at least you've had some human contact if it's got a bit much. Mm. You know? This maybe is really a bad thing to say but I would always say to go somewhere where the language barrier isn't so huge that... Conversely, I would say the opposite. But then how do you speak to anyone? Just for the interest of like throwing yourself like so wholly into it, you know? Okay. But I mean, I, suppose if- I, I suspect nobody is deciding where to go based on our... People probably know already the place that it of is. Of course, yeah. That's true. You know? Scratch that. No, I'm saying maybe people are just like, yeah, maybe I'll leave. Where will I go? So if I had to pick a place, I would pick somewhere that had a, lang- a different language and I would take learning the language as another thing I was doing there. Oh, that's good. I feel like I've got quite a lot of stuff to Be source. getting on with. yeah. So not being able to talk to anyone is quite a large obstacle. But in a land of many obstacles, that's quite a big one. And so somewhere like Scandinavia, somewhere like um, America, Australia, also places that have a good English contingent. But I wouldn't want to go there and just hang out with English people. But I mean, like, it would just... Yeah, there would be moments where it would be absolutely dreadful. But I think if I did it, what I'd be putting in place for myself was that sort of psychological comfort blanket when people were like, what are you doing here? You'd be like... I'm learning the language. That's true, yeah. I mean, people are like, why did you leave your job and everyone you know and come here? And you'd be like, to embrace this new culture. Yeah. And then, you know, that's always these feelings that feels a legit reason being like, I'm here to learn the language. Yeah, throwing yourself absolutely headfirst in. Balls deep, headfirst. <laughs> Balls Malaga. first, head deep. If you've done it, if you've gone away and jacked it all in and gone to another country then tweet us at the debrief or at stevie m the s is a five and tessa coats which is at no numbers tessa coats there's no numbers there's no faff just coats no faff she's getting in she's getting out she's getting in she's getting out she's tweeting yep let us know and i'm just gonna sing leaving leaving on a jet plane i'm gonna close my eyes and enjoy it as you should i'm leaving on a jet plane don't know when I'll be back again. I've not enjoyed it. If you want to cut that out and play that on a loop for yourself as you're leaving the country, I mean, feel free to do that. The main takeaways here are plan, 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 plan. Do it. Don't be frightened of it. There's a lot of admin involved, so make sure you read up on that. And just know that you're you're doing something that you're going to always be glad that you did it. You will 100% be glad. I cannot think of a person saying to me, I'm going to go to this place and me not saying I'm 100% on board. Yeah, it's so cool. I support that decision with every fibre of my being. I've never heard anyone say, I left and did this and I really regret it either. No, a friend of mine, just to say, as someone who didn't have a good time, her whole raison d'etre was that she was going to go and live in New York and she did for two years and she was so excited to go and then she came home and it was not all that it was meant to be Mm. Um, but that's okay and she's written a book about it and, and she doesn't regret going. No, not with en- not for anything. It mm. wasn't the dream that she'd made up to be, but she doesn't regret it at all. Because you have to go and try your dream out. Otherwise you have to your try your dream, dream because otherwise you're a sad old lady saying, I didn't ever go and do my dream. Don't D- be that lady. Go. go. Get on that jet plane. Leave on the jet plane. Follow your dreams, everyone. Dreams. Goodbye. We believe in you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.